0: Welcome to the March or Die show today. Glad to have you with me and looking forward to a great conversation. Before we jump into that, I do want to remind you, as I do every single week, if you are listening over at Mojo, thank you for doing that. You are a great uh, group. We are so thankful for our support at Mojo 5.0, uh, but I want to encourage you to take some time, as well as the podcast audience, take some time to go over to YouTube, and uh, you can find my YouTube channel. It's Jeremy Stallnecker. It's YouTube search for Jeremy Stolnicker you'll find me there and uh, I would love to uh, have you join me there this content will be there of course this show a lot of other stuff that I put there and uh, we kind of cross pollinate with uh, the Mighty Oaks YouTube channel for those of you that are familiar with our work at the Mighty Oaks Foundation so I'd uh, love to have you join me there thank you for listening take some time later to go over to YouTube and you can watch for more information about me specifically go to jeremystolnicker.com jeremystolnicker.com you'll find my blog all of my social contacts everything about me just about about. Just about everything about me mm-hmm. is there. And uh, I'd love to have you join me there. This is, of course, the March or Die show. And if you've listened to this, you know that what we talk about every week is how to push forward when it feels like our world is falling apart. And uh, right now, it feels like our world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in a difficult time. Um, I was talking to my wife about this this week. We look at the world that we're dealing with right now, and it's kind of like this, and it feels like this has never been this way before, things have never been this bad before. Uh, we, we were talking about just history, and we go back to World War I, Coming out of World War I, it was over. The war to end all wars ended. 10 years later, what happened? The Great Depression. Uh, through the 30s, we had events like uh, the Holocaust that was taking place in Ukraine. Millions of folks killed by the Russians in Ukraine. And then uh, the rise of Nazism leading into World War II. World War II ended. Then we had the Korean War. After that, we went into the Vietnam War. Uh, this has been something that has been happening forever. And as we consider that, what we have to understand is that sin causes problems and this is a problem that we'll always deal with. What we're dealing with right now, it's in our face, it's real, um, but it's life, unfortunately. And we talk about the the ideas that we discuss here on March or Die, we understand we have the opportunity to either stay where we are and die. We can do that. Uh, We can make a decision to give up emotionally, relationally, spiritually. We can kick it into neutral and just say, I'm not going to do it anymore. Or we can put one foot in front of the other, move to a place where we can better impact the enemy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what it's all about. And that's what we talk about. And uh, I'm super excited to have uh, my guest here today, Pastor
1: Matthew Pollack. Thanks for being with me, man. Jeremy. I feel like I gained a new friend. Yes. And I'm so glad to be here. Uh, Your voice, your stance, thank you for your service to our country and for what you're doing here. I'm just really honored to be here and to partner together.
0: Well, it's great to connect with you. you know, I watch people online, and I feel like I know them. Yeah. I and mean, you meet them in person, right? So it's awesome to have you here. Uh, pastor Pollock is the pastor of uh, the Way Family Church in Murrieta. I don't want to get it wrong. The Way Family yeah, Church in Murrieta right. started it 13 years
1: ago. 30. That's right. Yeah, we'll be 13 just a month away. And incredible. Doing yeah. incredible work there. Oh, we're so thankful. God's been so faithful, and we didn't know, but we're neighbors. Yes, yeah. just, We're just a stone's throw away. Very close. And uh, love what we get to do. I, I've Jeremy, in the world we live in today, I've defined success this way loving what you do and who you do it with. That's awesome. And I think in essence, if yeah. we can love what we do, find yeah. that godly passion, yeah. that that niche in our life, and then love who you do it with, we've arrived. Yeah. So I love what we do yeah. and I love who we do it with. That's fantastic.
0: And one of the things that, um, you know, I believe just fundamental to who I am and, and the Bible teaches us this as well, is that we can move forward on our own <laughs> mm. or we can move forward in community with other people. And mm. we talk about the local church, and, and again, this is why I reached out to you. Right? Um, it, it's in the context of the local church that we're taught how to live, that we are encouraged with others who are dealing with the same stuff we're dealing with. I, I look at people who are, don't have a church community, and I, I wonder how they're doing mm. in a world that is struggling so mm. much. And I'm so thankful for local churches that are, you know, getting into the lives of people and mm. we're going through this thing together. And mm. It's so important. Mm. And I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, I want to ask you some specific questions, sure. but I want to hear your story first. So let's start there. Um, I grew up in a pastor's home. Um, I pastored for a while. But I also understand that every pastor's journey is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Some good, some not so good. <laughs> we all end up in that place, though. Uh, how
1: did you end up, you know, coming to the place where you and your family started a church and doing yeah. the work you do now? I was born in San Juan Capistrano, Orange County. Uh, yeah. And my grandmother was a real estate kind of expert out in Orange County. And she, years ago, kind of prophetically said, Temecula, Marietta, no way. Uh, Southern no. Riverside County can explode. So my mother and father moved out here mm. uh, in 1982. Wow. And were able to get their footing and buy a home and yep. get out here while it was, you know, less expensive and raise our family. So I actually was uh, grew up in this area. And I I had a wonderful mother and father, faithful men and women, loved God, brought us to church, just lay men and women, just good community, good people. And I was so privileged to have that. And at the age of 19, Jeremy... Um, I had an undeniable and an irresistible encounter with God. To my knowledge, there's no ministry legacy there. Yeah. But uh, I just encountered the Lord. That's the beautiful thing about God is He's living and He's real and He's present. Yeah. He's not distant. Right. That's the beautiful thing about right. He's right. our present help. And God arrested my heart. Yeah. And I just sensed my next step uh, was to pursue the call of God on my life. That I was completely unaware of until that moment and I felt like the next step was Bible school so I left everything as a 19 year old young Southern California boy I went out to Lamarck, Texas No way and was formally trained there shortly after that I married my wife who we've been married now 20 years Abby's my wife my sidekick my amazing partner we now have four children and then doing different things of ministry, traveling and serving in all different areas and capacities. We just really felt this area, Riverside County, is in our hearts. Yeah. We want to see God do something great, yeah. so we did. We planted. I, I said we kamikaze, <laughs> in a military term, kind yeah. just yeah. just parachuted in, yeah, yeah. you know, and believe God by faith to do something. And now we will be 13 years, and God's really using our church in a great way, yeah. and and we're doing it. Um, my sons our worship leader, part of the family. Yeah and doing it together as a family. So that's a little bit of my story, my journey. I'm 40 years old, have four children, but just feel uh, in a sense of just a lot of purpose and like we're just getting started and there's a freshness. And I think we can, I love your perspective. I love your positivity. I love that that soldier in you, that warrior in you. We can look at these things both ways. Jesus yeah. said in John 10.10 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We can look at that all day long. There is a side of stealing, yes. kill, and destroying. You said sin is the problem here. Yeah. But there's a, there's a comma there. But I've come to give life. So right. we can look at it through the eyes of yeah. Satan and the demonic and the darkness or through the eyes of Jesus. And right. he's bringing life and he wants to redeem and he's the answer and he's the solution. So I have a great sense of purpose to whatever our audience is. And if we're still breathing, yeah. that it is our time. Yeah. And there is a time of purpose That's at awesome. hand. And so, That's fantastic. And that
0: that is the perspective that I hope to bring, you know, to this audience every week, because I think we all have trials and difficulties and traumas and obstacles. And we sometimes focus on that instead of, you know, the hope that is. And a God that has a plan for our lives and a God that knew that we would exist in this moment in time. Mm. This space is what he created us to, to occupy. And We really are looking in the wrong place, I
1: think. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, I think about in Acts 17, the Apostle Paul, uh, in Acts, you know, he's coming into an environment where he 's at Mars Hill, influential yeah. leaders the the um, the 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 cream of the crop and right. into, uh, right. of people in there and right. he 's speaking to the unknown God. These are the philosophies in, yeah. of of Aristotle and all these people, and he speaks to the unknown God and he says that don't you, you must know that your days were preappointed at this moment yeah. right to know God and right. to seek him that in him you live and move and have our being and we got to know we got to come to state saying God prearranged and preordained yeah. our day for this divine moment and in that man I got to seize it yeah. You know, God knew, God, God, God strategically ordained today in this moment for that. He prearranged it. And I just think we got to go back to those bedrock things of faith because there's so many varying emotions and voices and noise. I mean, I'm thankful that you're, you're canceling the negative noise with clarity and truth. But think about today in our world of, so there is so much noise demanding our attention and demanding our focus that. And it gets
0: it. It gets it, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. So much noise. Um, what is in that? So you know, I agree with everything that you just said. There are a lot of people who don't agree with everything that you just said <laughs> or don't agree with a lot of what you just said. Uh, they would dismiss God. They would dismiss the the role of the local church for sure. yeah, um, even unfortunately, many Christians or people who would say they have you know faith or have a, had experience with faith or they believe in God have said, well, the church is just not not valuable anymore. It doesn't right. serve a purpose anymore. Um, Unfortunately, I think a lot of Christians have hurt us in that regard. (laughs) I think um, sometimes it's our fault that people look at the church the way they do. Sure, sure. But the Bible tells us that that Christ gave his blood for the church. That's right. That he loves the church, that he uses the church. Um, As you pastor in a community, uh, how do you describe or how would you describe the role of the local church in the community and why the local church is important to people in that community. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Great question, and I think it's so relevant. If I could maybe start bigger Please. and work my way back. Yeah. You, you mentioned um, the possible struggle of people's faith right now in faith. Yeah. yeah. I think we have to understand, and I, I think it's important that we look for us, chapter and verse, and look through a biblical perspective. Which right now even the word of God is being so deteriorated. Is. Let me let me just make a, a bold, audacious statement. In a military term, there's an adversary, there's an enemy, or else we wouldn't have military. Right? We, we can all agree there's an enemy. Yes. The enemy of our faith, Jeremy, wants us to shipwreck our faith. Yeah. So the very fact that you're struggling. Yeah. The very fact that maybe you're questioning.
0: Yeah
1: shows that the enemy, our enemy, now we know uh, the enemy, the adversary, the devil, is after people's faith in this hour. Our faith and faithfulness to God is a commodity, but our faith and faithfulness to Jesus is a commodity. Now let's think about this just for a moment. Jesus, Luke 18, 8, says, Upon His return, it then describes what He's looking for in the earth. He says, Upon my return, will I really find faith in the earth? That tells me, our faith is going to be under such attack that affects marriage, mm. that affects my belief, my integrity, mm. that affects my decisions, that affects the local church. So I, I, I don't want to be negative, but uh, here's a PSA announcement. <laughs> Our faith is under attack. Right, right? And it's trying to get us, why? Because the church has strength to it. Yeah. It has benefit to it. You and I know that uh, when we get isolated, yep. we become victim yep. to what we're around. So I just want to make that clear. And the Bible does say that as the days get darker and darker, and we're under some deep darkness. I love the, the history lesson you gave. You're right. Hmm. Our the, the, the land's always been always under been turmoil. Yeah. Always. There's right. always been tough times. It's always been the best of times and the worst of yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. But as we get closer, there's going to come a time of apostasy. And that, that is a biblical term that says there will be great difficulty, stress, hmm. and massive rebellion from God. Yeah. God. So you look in Romans yeah. in Romans 1, what happened is that they, they began to excuse the Creator for creation, and they removed God as the Creator for creation, and their minds and hearts became reprobate. So I just want to say that I think we're in a time that we've got to march or die. We've got to fight for the core values. Yeah. We've got to fight for these principles. Yeah. And the clarity, not just because I'm a pastor, but the, the truth is, is that Jesus did. He shed His blood. He said, I will build my church, yes. the ecclesia, the called out ones. Yeah. We're saved from the world, and He right. called us into the family of God. It's God's family. Yeah. And Sundays is his family gathering meeting. Right, right. So let's simplify right. church. It's a father and his children. Yeah. That's all that this is. Mm-hmm. It's our father and his children. And we need that connection. And, and Paul, uh, Paul then and, and, and Timothy would give us this responsibility to say that the local church is the pillar and ground for all truth. I believe. Yeah. I believe that God established the local church. The preaching of His Word, the loving of one another, the helping of orphans and widows, the, the loving of the brotherhood to be the pillar and ground for all yeah. truth. And if the enemy can sabotage that, we lose a lot in yeah, it. That's right. So we've got to get back that's to good. the essence of what the local church is. Now, I just want to say you have a part to play in the local church. You will benefit from the local church. I'm a product of being raised in the local church. And it's God's wisdom. Yeah. Uh, the only two institutions that man didn't build is marriage and the church. Right. He established marriage and he established the church. And look at what's attacked almost most now is the marriage and the church. So there's a huge responsibility to that. I just think, too, um, the local church strengthens my faith. I hear um, I'm able to pray and be transparent with one another. I'm able to find a brotherhood, a connection there. Um, I'm able to um, siphon the necessary strength that I need I've never met somebody that didn't benefit from bringing God's presence and hearing God's word. You know, it's just there's a benefit all across the board. So I'm passionate about it. I believe in it. And I do get a little bit like you in a military term. going, man, the enemy has done everything he can. Right. And continues. And continues to do it. So I want to call people back to faith. That's good. Because that's really where things are at right now. Yeah. And uh, if I can say one more thing, let's interject. I-, I was looking just in Chronicles. It gives from Chronicles, First Chronicles one uh, to, to, to nine. It lists thirty families that from Adam, yeah. all the way up families yeah. that God used yeah. to establish a generation. And then it says in First Chronicles chapter nine, verse one, that the that the tribe of Judah was unfaithful and they were taken back to captivity. And I thought to myself just the interference of faith mm. gave the enemy access to take a whole generation and try back yeah. to Egypt. Yeah. Man, it's yeah. so imperative now. Our faith and faithfulness standing strong yeah, to not allow the enemy to sabotage and yeah. take us right back to Egypt. That's all the enemy wants to do. Yeah. Take us, stop and take us right back Yeah, um, in that. So it's important. Yeah, that's good. Um, you said, I don't just believe this because I'm a pastor.
0: I think people get that upside down, right? The reason you're a pastor is because you believe it. I like that. <laughs> Not the other way around. So true. And you get involved in this and you're passionate about it because you believe it's the truth because it is the truth. Um, we, in our program, you know, with the Mighty Oaks Foundation, when when people leave, we tell them they need to do four things. So we call them the four B's. Well, you need to be in the Word. That's God's Word to us. You need to be in prayer. That's us mm-hmm. speaking to God. and aligning our hearts to His. You need to be in fellowship, and you need to be in community. And that community is in, in the context of the local church. Wow. And, uh, I think so many people, they separate themselves from the community that God gave to us, mm. to how you know, our faith strengthened yeah. and encouraged, and to hear the Word preached and taught, and to worship together, the things that you just mentioned. We isolate from that, and then we wonder why we feel alone, why we don't have the power that we need, uh, why our relationships aren't all that they could be. So true. We can decide to do that if we want to, but
1: uh, that decision has consequences. So true. Yeah. And really, it's a misprioritization of God. We're called to seek first Him and His kingdom. Yeah. He'll make everything else. But I think we've gotten this whole thing. Yeah. We're, We're trying to figure out everything else. When if I just get back to the priorities, the Sabbath and back to like, those right. p- biblical principles, prioritizing him and seeking him first and allowing yeah. Jesus to have that no, preeminence. Good. Good. Everything else I'm worried about would just fall into place. Yeah. If we could just prioritize so I think the I think that we've got life we're just a lot more scrambled, making it more complicated than we should if we could really get simple. If you think about right. this, Jeremy, and I know you know you've pastored too, so sure. you you wear many different hats. Sure. Scripture says that in the Garden of Eden that Satan seduced Eve yeah. from the simplicity that's in Christ. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. We get married till death do us, but yeah. simple. Right. Then the kids right. come. Right. You know, we, we engage into a church, it's simple until everything starts off in that pure, simple way, and then life has an ability to complicate yes. it and remove it. Yes. We've got to get back to the simplicity. and And in that and I just think that that's good. get back to get back to your roots, get back to the simplicity that God loves me and I love Him and I need Him and I'm helpless and get, just get back to the basics of life that's and good. not allow it to get so complicated. And um, I, I think it's it, the enemy strategically makes yeah. it complicated. That's right. Removes the strength. No more fun. No more joy. <laughs> right now right. we're going through the motions, right. but just stay sim- simple about life and get back to the simplicity of your faith. And that's exactly those four things of what you said. That's good. What do you do with someone, this isn't something we've talked about previously,
0: um, but I'm interested in your, your, your kind of perspective on this. People that say, um, I used to go to church, but I don't anymore because sometimes they'll use a phrase like they've been church hurt. Something's happened in the church. So they don't trust the church anymore. Or they'll, they'll say, I don't need to go to church. Or I don't need institutional religion, things like that. Um, I've been hurt. I've separated myself. How do you address that? Because it, it is so important that we're in that community that we have to help people understand why they need to be there. How do you deal with that? Someone who's come, they've gotten hurt mm. by the church. I put that in quotes. <laughs> um,
1: I have my perspective on that, but but how do you address that? I've heard it said years ago, faith that can't be tested is faith that can't be trusted. Mm. To anything that's of value will yeah. be... Sure, right. ...attacked. Right. The very fact that you have that validation shows me there's value to it. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> if I whatever you prize you'll prioritize and whatever you cherish you'll protect I think that we could validate all the different things you said validation of excuses and validation of all those things yet stepping away from something not overcoming something not working through something has never made anybody better no one has benefited Mm. right Yeah, from Mm. Um, unplugging, or, or quitting, or doing away with something that had your hands up in the air. Yeah, and say, I'm it's it's no, it. no, no, no one's ever ever won. Right. So just because there's a struggle or a resistance to that, to me says mm. there's value to yeah. that, and yeah. there's something yeah. trying to keep you from that. Jesus said this: there's not with God, nothing is impossible. Yet He did say it is impossible in Luke 17 that you will not be offended. The word offense is the Greek word scandalon. It's the word we get, scandal. So it's impossible that offenses won't come. Right, There's going right. to be offenses. Right. It's an underlying trap right. trying to take us out. Right. So I would say just because a scandalon came to you yeah. shows to me, yeah. if we flip it, there's much value sure. in that. So yeah. if you can, Jesus said, if you have an, uh, an offense with somebody, mm-hmm. go to that person. I just want to encourage people. Let's grow. Yeah, Use it for your advantage. Okay. Press into that. That's good don't stay in the dark about that. Mm. Um, I just say in my own life, things that I've worked through, conversations that I've had, moments that I've taken to take a higher road has always produced so much greater in it. And there was something at the end of that. So if we can just in a real mature manner yeah. um, work through that. But the church is as relevant now as it's ever been. Right. Um, it is an institution that right. is that is God's um, pr- preservation in the earth I say fish live in water Christians live in church that's good. fish out of water yeah. is a fish out of water yeah. and it's it's lifetime it's expiration yeah. it's coming quick that's good so I just encourage you um, we've all hurt people we've all made mistakes it's not a perfect thing I say it's not perfect but it's family it's not perfect mm-hmm. but it's home yeah. but I just encourage people to take on the challenge to grow yeah. through it that's and grow good. beyond it and there's such amazing dividends of rewards in that yeah, that's good I feel like some people, when they talk about being hurt by the church
0: or, you know, that scandal has come, really what's happened is sinful people have done what sinful people do, Mm. and there is a process that we've been given to work through that, but if you walk away and say it's the church that's broken, you don't understand the church. Mm. The church isn't broken. Now, there are a lot of broken people in the church, right? (laughs) but the church itself is not broken, and it's still the place that we are to go, um, you know, again, find community and find help, and and hope and have our faith and and uh, what God has
1: given to us to do, we have that encouraged and strengthened through that's the right. church. Yeah. That's right. And all oh, the New Testament calls it like a beacon of light, a yeah. city set upon a that's hill. Good. The Old Testament, they were places of refuge. Yeah. Proverbs said that the righteous run to the strong tower and are safe. And maybe too, Jeremy, I love what you're saying, but maybe we got to get our eyes off each other and get them back on. Well, I, I think, I'm looking unto Jesus. I think that's it. I, yeah.
0: I, yeah
1: I just, what's my faith in? I not you or it. me. Yeah. The church hurt me. No, somebody in the church hurt you. That's look, right. Looked to Christ, and he's yeah, blameless. He is blameless. Yeah. Right. So I'm. He was. I'm. I'm running, but I'm looking unto Jesus, yeah. the Author and Finisher yeah. of my faith, and He just so graciously right. has included us right. to be part of His body That's great. and to work in that. But I gotta reevaluate my focus mm. too. Yeah. That song's not about, I'm singing that song to him. Right. I'm hearing his word. I'm, yeah. I want to produce fruit. I want to be who he's called me to be. I'm going to be given account for my life at the end of the day. So I would just say, exactly, he didn't hurt you. Get, look back unto Jesus. Mm-hmm. He makes everything better, doesn't he? That's good. I mean, he is the answer and the stability. Yeah. Jesus is the answer. That's it.
0: That's good. That's good. Um, man, okay. <laughs> I want to stay on that, but that's good. We'll move on. Um, Jesus is the answer. We need to point people to Jesus. Yeah, there are a lot of broken, hurting people, and as a pastor, I'm sure you have opportunity, you know, probably often, to sit across the table from someone, sit across the desk from someone, or mm. you know, um, have a cup of coffee with someone who's who's at that point where they've concluded there's just no reason to go on anymore. Mm. There is no more hope. I, I I've tried everything. Uh, the world is overwhelming. My relationships are broken. Mm. Whatever the case. Mm. When you have those conversations, um, how do you offer hope? How do you, to the one who's given up, encourage them, motivate them, push them, whatever you have to do to get them to get back up and march when it would be easier just to stay where they are and and say, I'm not going to do it anymore?
1: Yeah. What a great question. I I first would probably say I've been there. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. (laughs) Life's, um, God is good. Life can be hard. Mm. We are all facing so many varying things, but it's important to know that hope, Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so, um, but a good word, Yeah. but a good word. I said the right word at the right time. So I would just encourage someone that in your weakest place, He's mm, strong. That's good. And sometimes we have to lean into our weaknesses and our brokennesses yeah. and really allow us to become so transparent before God and allow Him to strengthen us, but the fact is, is that um, the purpose and plan of God is irrevocable, and it's still in motion. And there is a purpose in today, and there is a purpose in tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you can just anchor yourself in and forge a line, I'm not going backwards. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. And if you just stand there in your place of faith, you'll see God in an amazing way. And I think holding our ground right now is so important. The the prophet Nahum said that we got to fortify our strength and stand our ground. Mm -hmm. And it is so important to to know that. So I would just say to that individual that is in maybe a hopeless thing that the the Word of God is true. And and, and God's plan is prevailing in your life. There is purpose for your life. There's somebody around you that needs you. And um, don't ever doubt in darkness what God has promised in the light. Yeah, that's good. And that's the truth. And, uh, you know, when you're flying on a jet and those clouds are there, it's so beautiful when you get through those clouds and you see that that sun is shining. And if you can just get through those dark moments of it, it's so, so vitally important. Even Jesus, how many moments He walked through moments, was weary and, and pressed through, and God was there to strengthen Him. Yeah. And He, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Right. And so there's, there's such joy ahead. Yeah. And then I would be transparent with what I've had to walk through to get yeah. to where we are. What you've had to walk through yeah. to get to where we are. Anybody who's done anything great had to endure That's good. some stuff to get to the joy ahead of them. And I think in this hour, endurance is one of the most important things. As Jesus says, who endures to the end? It's Endurance is the name of the game in yeah. this hour. Outlasting the storm. Outlasting the challenge. I've realized the enemy. Mm. If I just outlast it, I can win it in mm, endure dirt. I gotta hang in there, just hang in. There. If you have to close your eyes, close your eyes. If you have to hold your breath, just hang get, your ground. Yeah, and you'll get through it. God'll pull you through it. And uh, those are some things that I would say. But you can't allow that that hope to to be deferred. You just become sick in your misery of that. So get up. I heard a pastor real quick. Uh, he was found himself massive church, influential leader, books, and really a fruitful ministry. And he found himself in a very very depressed state. Dark state. Sometimes those clouds just move in and all we see is that. And he felt like God said to him one day, you know, after seeking him for many, many weeks, I want you to get up, I want you to take a shower, I want you to get Mm -hmm. dressed, brush your teeth and go to work. And that was the solution. Just practically get back into it. Take a step. And sometimes when we start practically, we'll see the spiritual. So I would just say get back, whatever, write a note, (laughs) write an email, send a text. Just get back on your feet. Right, and take the next step forward, and in that you'll see God do great and mighty things. That's awesome. Yeah, endure. Um, I I love the analogy. The Apostle Paul talks about
0: running his race and finishing his course, and Hebrews tells us to run the race that's set before us. Mm. I mean, it is that idea of of enduring. What is running a race? It's putting one foot in front of the other, and you just you just keep going. You just don't stop. Um, People want to see the end from from where they are. They want to know how it's all going to turn out. How it's all going to work out. It's not really how this faith thing works, though. It's not. No, yeah, we just got to keep going.
1: Yeah, one day at a time. These are phrases. Yeah. We Excuse one it. day at a time, staying in the moment. You know, season the day. But it's it's truth. It's real. Yeah. And uh, every day, you know, you, you find your wins and your success. I, I think celebrating. I think one thing, Jeremy, we've done. We've in general, we failed to do is celebrate life like it should. Mm. We need to celebrate more. Yeah. The little things. It's The sun's shining and it's a good yeah. day. And it's, yeah. just back to those things. But I also think that sometimes if, if, if you're as human as me and if people, sometimes we're more fo- focused on what's not than what is. Sure. I That's have right. to be focused on what is. That's exactly right. Not what's not. I don't yeah. care what's not, but what is. Yeah. Yeah. So you can look at your life through what's not. Where I'm not at, <laughs> what I don't right. have. Right. Or what is. And yeah. you got to start celebrating what is. So do you have a home? You got a car. Did you get gas today? Whatever it is, yeah. I got, I, I have the sufficiency for today. Start, if you start celebrating what is, you will drown out the noise of what's not, and you'll start magnify. oh, magnify the Lord, yeah. and you'll start, wow, God is good, and yeah. I do have more, I still have something to live for, and so, again, I'm going to say, it's not about what's not, it's about what is.
0: That's good. Not about what's not, it's about what is. That's fantastic. Um, we could talk some more. I think we will do this again, I hope. I would love to. I would love to as well. Um, where can people learn more about you and about your church and uh, particularly folks in this community, um, wherever you're from, this is a blessing. Go check it yeah. out. Uh, I've, I've been watching you online, so um, you have that platform that people can follow you as well. But yeah. if you're in the myriad of Temecula area, yeah. check them out. Where do people find out about yeah, you? Yeah, we'd love
1: to serve you in any way. Um, www.thewayfamilychurch.com, YouTube, The Way FC, all social media. um, At any way we can serve people, and we're talking from childrens to youth to young adults to life groups, men's, women's, um, vibrant. Sunday morning services and just endeavoring to be a place for the whole family. Kind of our motto, our mission is to be a place of His presence and a place for His people. Fantastic. And encounter Jesus and be a place where people belong and grow. And we're right here in Marietta and servicing all these areas. So if we can be of any service to you, our messages or whatever, anything we have is yours. And uh, we're just thankful for this moment. Thankful for what you do and to partner with you. And I feel I'm going to leave here better today from you. Well, good. Well,
0: I am as well for you having been here. So thanks for the time. Appreciate it. My honor. Uh, man, for those that are watching or listening, thank you for doing that. Uh, as I mentioned, take some time, go over to YouTube. You can find my YouTube channel where this will be, Jeremy Stoniker. Um, you can look for my name or go to jeremystoniker.com. You can link out there. Check out what we do at Mighty Oaks Foundation, Mighty Oaks Programs.org. And uh, appreciate you being with us. Share this out. That'd be awesome. Thanks for doing it. We will talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. or a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.